and we are live. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. And as always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. He gives us so many chances. And when are we going to listen? When are we going to listen? Um, Mike says, hello, Rev Tony. Hello, How Mike. you doing? Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the message. And it has been a year now. This is week 53. So um, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out and hearing some more of this gospel truth straight from the word of God. And we have a great topic for you tonight. Um, from the title you can see, it says, Have You Chosen Jesus? There's so many misconceptions when it comes to the word of God. Um, a lot of true Christians or those of us who claim true Christianity and say that we want to follow Jesus, if we actually take a look at the Bible, we can see that we could not be further away from the truth. There's a lot of things that we must do. And I know a lot of churches say that you don't have to do anything to receive salvation. A lot of people run to the book of Romans or to the book of Ephesians to prove salvation, but starts in the book of Acts. And, and we definitely have to do things to get salvation. So I'm not going to prolong it any longer. I just hope that you guys stay with us and definitely listen to uh, what we have to say about concerning this topic. It's going to be some sensitive topics, but we, we pray that you get something out of it and we can help open your understanding to the word of God. And Denise says, hello. Hello, Denise. Thank you How for you tuning doing? in. We hope you enjoy the message tonight. So without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and pass it over to Minister Tony Banks and we can go ahead and get started with tonight's message. Thank you, Melvin. Before we move too far, as we always like to say, we always like to start off by saying a prayer. If you guys are in a moment where you can and will, bow your heads with us. Heavenly Father, thank you for another opportunity, Lord. We can never say thank you enough. We appreciate all the many blessings that you bestowed upon us, Lord. We thank you for how you kept us over the week, how you brought us to another Thursday, how you've given us another chance at Bible study. How you blessed us, Lord. We're praying that you would open our eyes, open our understanding, open our ears, Lord. Let us hear what it is that you have to say. Lord, I pray that you would speak through me, Lord, that you would increase and I would decrease. Lord, we're praying for the sick, the shut-in, the afflicted, Lord. So many people going through trials and tribulations. But we're hoping and praying, Lord, that you would remind us always that there is joy in the midst of every storm. So, Lord, we're praying these many blessings in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, Caleb Fondren, what's up, man? Thank you for tuning in. How you doing? Thank you guys for tuning in with us, as always. Um, tonight, we're going to talk about the importance of water. Uh, and the title says, Have You Chosen Jesus? Because it all goes hand in hand. Uh, <laughs> we were actually talking about it last night, and Melvin was looking at a Bible plan. <laughs> and the Bible plan was talking about how baptism is not important at all. Uh, you don't need it to be saved. And I beg to differ because the scripture points otherwise. But we're going to start off by going back to David. Uh, and we know the story of how he fought Goliath. We know how he took the rock and he hit him and slayed him. But I want to point out something crucial to this story that we probably have not looked at. So we'll go to 1 Samuel um, chapter 17 and we will look at verse 40. 
All right, and he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in the shepherd's bag, which he had even in a scrip. And his sling was in his hand and he drew near to the Philistine. So we have here David getting prepared to go to battle. So the scripture declares that he took his staff in his hand and he chose five smooth stones out of the water. He had to go to the water. Now, again, this is before he went to battle with Goliath. He chose five smooth stones. Now, in one place, it tells us that the stone that the builders refused, it is made head of the corner. The stone represents Jesus. If you think about what I'm saying, spell the word Jesus and tell me how many letters is in his name. It's five. J-E-S-U-S. It's not a coincidence. David went down to the water and chose Jesus. He went and picked up Jesus. So today, we have to do the same thing. Peter told us in Acts 2.38, he said, go to the water and choose Jesus. Be baptized in Jesus' name. So many people are fighting the baptism in Jesus' name. People say, well, I, I get baptized in Father, Son, Holy Ghost. <laughs> but have you chosen Jesus, though? Because that's the way his disciples baptized. We don't find anyone baptized in Father, Son, Holy Ghost in Scripture. They chose Jesus. So David here, in order to overcome, John talked about that. In order to overcome the world, and Goliath stood in front of him, David had to choose Jesus. And so we see he had to go to the water to do that. David went to the water and chose five stones. Drop down to verse 45. Because David is now going to be talking to Goliath. Let's see what he said. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield. David said to Goliath, You came to me with weapons. <laughs> That's what a lot of people put their trust in today. I hear people talking about it all the time. About the new gun that they're going to get. Uh, the new knife. The new sword. The new bow and arrow. Whatever weapon it is that we choose to defend ourselves we put a lot of trust in that david said to goliath you have come to me with your weapons all right but i come to thee in the name of the lord of hosts i come to you in the name that i just chose from the water the name that's what it's about the name is it Jesus was all throughout the Old Testament. It was just hidden. It's the name. The name was not going to be revealed until he came in the fullness of time. But it was hidden all throughout the Old Testament. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they were thrown in the fiery furnace, 
the king looked down there. He said, look, I th we threw three in, but why is it that we see four and one of them looks like the son of man? He looks like the son of God now because it was Jesus. And so we have to go to the water to choose him, to pick up that name. We have to go to the brook, to the water, just as David did, to pick up that name. So David said, you came with weapons, but I came to you with something greater than a weapon. This is the weapon. I came to you in the name of Jesus. That's the name of the Lord. People say, I accept the Lord Jesus as my Lord and Savior. But have you chose him? Have you went down to the water in his name, though? That's my question. Because there's a lot of people who have accepted Jesus Christ into their heart. There's a lot of people that said, I believe in Jesus. But have you been baptized in his name? Because Paul told us in Galatians, we better get that. Uh, Galatians, the third chapter, verse 27. Paul told us if we've been baptized in that name, he said we had to do it. We have to be baptized in that name. Jesus even told us himself in John chapter three. He said, marvel not. Don't get don't get surprised. Don't get twisted that I say unto thee. You must be born again. You must be baptized in that name. He told us uh, in another place, he that believeth and is baptized. That's the one that's going to be saved. But were you baptized in his name, though? Because some people are not being baptized in the name of Jesus. In fact, majority of people being baptized are not being baptized in the name of Jesus. So let's pick up what Paul says on this subject in verse 27. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Those of us who are baptized into Jesus' name, now he's the Christ. Those of us who have been baptized in his name, you have chosen Jesus. You did what David did when he went to the water. He chose Jesus. The book tells us he chose five stones. That's the name of Jesus. And then he proceeded to tell Goliath, look, I've come in the name of the Lord. I'm not worried about you. Goliath was the biggest person that I'm sure a lot of these people have ever seen. In fact, they were all afraid to fight him. But David understood who was with him. He understood that he had five letters with him, and that's Jesus. He understood that name. So, Paul tells us, as many of you have been baptized into Christ, you put on Christ. You put on the protection of Jesus. You have been covered with his blood. That's what it's about. That's what water baptism is all about. It's about the blood. Because 
if even if you go all the way to the beginning, God has always used water and blood. When when Moses went to Israel to save, excuse me, Egypt to save the children of Israel, God had to take them through the Red Sea, representing the blood of Jesus. It's all about that name. Not just any blood. We've all got blood. But we're talking about the blood of Jesus. It's the name that's important. It's that name. The name is what called Peter and the rest of the apostles to be afflicted. To be thrown into prison. And the chief priests and scribes said, did we not tell you straightway? Don't teach in that name anymore. We don't want to hear about that name. And that's how a lot of people are today. You don't want to hear the name of Jesus. You don't want to be baptized into that name. You do not want to choose Jesus. But I'm praying that somebody out there will wake up and see the importance of choosing the name of Jesus in baptism. Because it means something. It means something. That is our salvation. Let's go look at what Peter had to say about it in 1 Peter chapter 3. And I think we want to go to verse 18. It's the name that's important. And Peter understood that. It's the name. For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. Now, we're talking about the name again. We're talking about Jesus. He suffered for our sins. We know that. We know what he has done. But he told us we have to do something. He said, take up your cross and follow me. There are some things that we have to do. So Christ, he suffered for our sins. All right. Being put to death in the flesh, but mm -hmm. quickened by the spirit. Mm -hmm. By which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, mm -hmm. which sometime were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah. Now, Peter here, he wants to take us back again to the Old Testament to tell us how important it is to choose Jesus. And the way we do that, we have to go to the water. The water is necessary, just like it's necessary for you to drink it. It's necessary for your salvation. We go all the way back to Noah. All right. Again, which sometimes we're disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was a preparing, wherein few that is, eight souls were saved by water. The water saved them. Because they chose Jesus, they picked up that name at the water. Few people, there, eight people were saved. Noah, his wife, his three sons, their three wives were saved by water. The flood of Noah represented baptism. They were the world was completely covered. That's all baptism is being completely covered. 
And so we want to be covered by the blood of Christ. And that's what happened here. They were covered by the blood of Christ. But now, here, Peter lets us know it was only a few people that did this. And Jesus told us, as it was in the days of Noah, he said, it's going to be the same way in the end. Only a few are going to choose the water. Only few. And let's see how Peter echoes the same statement. All right. The light figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save he us. He said, it's just like right now. He said, now. He talking present tense now. See, he, he's no longer talking about the past tense with Noah. He said, it's just like right now. Baptism saving us. But it's only if you have been baptized into Jesus' name. Only if you have put on Christ. Only if you have declared the name. That's what David did. He made known the name. Goliath didn't know who he was at the time. But David picked up that name. Five letters. It was Jesus. So Peter says. The same way water saved these people in the beginning. God has been using water to save his people all the time. As I just mentioned. With when Israel came out of Egypt. God used the Red Sea. It was water. It represented the blood of Jesus. To save his people. Even in the times of the flood of Noah. He used water. To save his people. But that same water that saved some. It destroyed others who did not choose him. So Peter said, water is going to save you now. Baptism in the name of Jesus is going to save you even now. All right. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh. <laughs> Sometimes people, people, when you talk to people about this, they will Declare that, oh man, that ain't nothing. That's taking a bath. <laughs> Peter said, it's not cleaning your flesh. This ain't like taking a bath. This is completely different here. All right. But the answer of a good conscience toward God. This is going to put you in a good standing towards the Lord above. If you are baptized in the name of Jesus. Because... If you do some studying, I'm not talking about reading, I'm talking about studying. If you go back to Jesus being baptized himself, we find that when he did, God spoke from heaven. He said, this is my son. I'm pleased in my son. I'm pleased in him. So we see a good conscience toward God even when Jesus is baptized. Now he had never sinned and yet God has still never made this statement from heaven. So we see all the scriptures holding truth. We see it. But we have to do our part 
and go pick up that name. You got to choose the name of Jesus, the stone that the builders refuse. Jesus is that stone. So Peter said we must pick up Jesus at baptism. He said baptism is saving us right now. Let's look at Peter say this same thing again. Let's move to Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Same thing again. It's the same thing all over again. He said, be baptized. Go to the water. Choose Jesus. That's my cry to someone tonight. Choose Jesus. Be baptized in his name. You have to do it in the name. Because Ephesians 4 and 5 tells us it's only one baptism. One that's going to work. That's in the name of Jesus. It's only one that's going to work. All the rest of these things, <laughs> it ain't going to work. It's not going to work. You have to declare that name. The name is what's important. That's the name that the devil is trying his hardest to fight. He don't want you saying that name. He does not want you getting baptized in that name. So Peter says, be baptized in the name of Jesus. Drop down to verse 40. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. He said, This is how you save yourself. That's this is the same thing he just told us in his letter. He said, Save yourself. This is how you save yourself by being baptized in the name of Jesus. Now, this is the words of Peter. This ain't the words of uh, Jim or Ronnie. This is the words of Peter, somebody who has seen the Lord. So, so often, so many people who have not studied, they come up with all kinds of uh, accusations, all kinds of faiths that we don't find in Scripture. Peter said, do this and save yourself. This is how you save yourself, by being baptized in the name of Jesus, by choosing Jesus. And Jesus himself, he started this. We find Jesus start this. He said, unless, except a man be born again. He said, he ain't going to see it. Don't even waste your time with him. He ain't going to see it. He's not going to enter either. It's the water. Sometimes people will say, well, they weren't baptized in the Old Testament. <laughs> Let's go and pick that up. First Corinthians chapter 10. The, this is what I love about the Bible. God answers all questions. He didn't leave anything unanswered in Scripture. First Corinthians chapter 10. Paul is talking to us again. All right, let's see what he said. Verse 1. Mm -hmm. 
Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant. Ignorance hurts us because we don't know. In Hosea, God said, my people, they are destroyed. They are losing their souls because of a lack of knowledge. They're ignorant. My people are ignorant. They don't know the truth. See, we have a comment. Alexander says he's teaching on baptism this Sunday and that he invited us to speak at the Iron Shepherds, uh, Iron Sharpens Iron Conference and that we haven't responded. We knew that we wouldn't have a way up there. So we definitely appreciate the invite. And um, you say that you will have 500 men there this year. So I'm sure it'll be great and, and be an enjoyable experience. And that uh, we would have definitely been a blessing there. Well, we wish we could have made it. But we see that the city was all the way in Michigan, I want to say. Oh, yeah. So I'm um, sorry that we haven't gotten a chance yeah, to get I, back to you yet because we... Yeah, I totally forgot, to be honest with you, um, to respond to you. But I'll, I'll talk to you um, after we get off of the live stream. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk to you. We look forward to hearing from you. So um, hopefully um, we, you do well in pre preaching on baptism this coming Sunday. So we look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for the comment. Mm -hmm. And Alicia says, hello, gentlemen. Hello, Alicia. Thank How's you for tuning in. <laughs> so Paul here said, I don't want you to be ignorant because some people will say you don't have to get baptized. Paul said, don't be ignorant now because all of our fathers they were under the cloud representing the Holy Ghost, water and spirit. That, that's all it's about, water and spirit. He said, I don't want you to be ignorant because people are going to deceive you. All of our fathers were under the cloud, which represent spirit, which represents the Holy Ghost. And they all pass through the sea. That's the Red Sea. And that represents baptism. But now, if that is not clear enough, because Paul knows people still going to fight it, no matter how plain it can be. He says, if that is not clear enough, let me tell you exactly what it is that I'm saying. All right. And we're all baptized unto Moses. He said, look, I'll put it to you plain. They were baptized. The Old Testament foreshadowed the New Testament. It was a type and shadow of what was to come. So he said, look, they were all baptized unto Moses. They passed through the Red Sea. They all had to pass through the Red Sea. None of them could get out of the going through the Red Sea and still be saved. Somebody thinks that they can get out of doing what God said do and still be saved. It won't happen, friends. We must choose Jesus. And it's so simple to be baptized in his name. All we have to do is do as David did. Go down to the water. David went to the brook. And the Bible tells us, if you, if you just tuned in, the Bible tells us that David went down to the brook before he fought Goliath. And he chose. Now, you have to choose Christ. You have to choose the name of Jesus. He said he's standing at the door knocking. You have to open up. You have to choose to let him in. We have to choose this. 
So David, the Bible tells us, he chose five smooth stones. He chose those. And we know after that, he said, Goliath came to him with a sword, with a spear, with a shield, with weapons to fight. But David said, I've come to you in the name. You got all this other stuff, but I have the name. And that's what Paul is trying to get us to see. That name, that's what's important. The name. J-E-S-U-S is the name. We have to have the name. So, Paul wants to clear a few things up. He said, I don't want you to be ignorant because there is a lot of ignorant people. I was ignorant to this. It's, it's easy to be ignorant. It's easy. A little folding of the hands, not doing anything. Not putting in any work, any effort. You'll be ignorant. And so Paul said, I don't want you to be ignorant. Because all of them, they were baptized. They were under the cloud and they were in the sea. They had to be baptized. He said, read uh, verse, verse 2 again for us. And we're all baptized. All, that's what I wanted to get to. And we're all baptized. He, he said, look, <laughs> not some of them were baptized. They all, all. There is no word that exceeds the word all. He said they were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. The cloud and sea is water and spirit. Is water and spirit. Let's move. Uh, let's go to the book of John. Water and spirit is the same thing that Jesus told us you must do. So in order for us to choose him, we must do these things. Look at uh, John 3, chapter 3. Excuse me, John chapter 3 and verse 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He said, you must do this. The same way your fathers were baptized unto Moses, he said, now you must do it all over again. You must do this. Drop down to verse 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit. Water and Spirit. Cloud and sea. It's the same thing. He said, You must do this. Alright? He cannot enter into the kingdom he of said, God. He said, If you don't, you cannot. You cannot be saved. If you don't do this... That's the reason I said, when you look at how God chose to take his people out of Egypt, they all, the Bible declared, they all had to pass through the sea. They all had to be under the cloud. They all had to. And Jesus, he said, God ain't changed. He the same yesterday. He's the same today. He's the same tomorrow. He's the same next year. He doesn't change. He said, you all must do this. 
If you don't, you can't be saved. So therefore, Peter said, save yourself from this crooked world, from this world that's not moving toward Jesus. They moving in the opposite direction. They're not moving toward Jesus. They moving untoward Jesus. They going the complete opposite way. All we like sheep. Going astray. We're going astray. Every, everyone's turning to their own way. They've come up with a new way to baptize. But my question is, have you chosen Jesus? Because again, and we'll go back and pick that up. Let's do that while I'm thinking about it. Let's go back to uh, 1 Samuel 17 and verse 40. We're choosing a different way. We're choosing a different way. So, David, he showed us what the way was. All right. And he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook. Now, we're going back again to where we started. We're going back to David. Before he went and fought Goliath. Read that again for us, Mel. And he took his staff he, in his hand. He took his staff. Now, he is getting ready for battle. The Bible tells us, put on the full armor. Put on the whole armor of God. David's going to show us how we do this. All right. And chose him five smooth stones out of the brook. He chose now. He chose. That's the... That's the crucial part here. He chose five stones out of the water. He had to go to the water to choose these five stones. Drop down uh, to verse 45. He chose now five smooth stones. And I want you to consider how you spell the name of Jesus. And you tell me how many letters are in his name. It's not a trick question. It's pretty straightforward. You tell me. All right, Melvin. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield. David said, Look, to Goliath, he's talking to Goliath. He said, You have come to me with a sword, with weapons of destruction. You have come to me with a sword and a spear. <laughs> All right. But I come to you, come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts. Now he, David said, look, I see what you got. But what I have. Greater is in him. Greater is with him. He had Jesus with him. Jesus is the name. People. <laughs> People are reading Matthew 28, 19. It tells us, look, go ye therefore and baptize in the name. That's the same wording. It's the name, the name. David says, look, I've come to you in the name. And he chose five stones. And Peter said, be baptized in five stones. Peter said, look, be baptized in the name of the stone. That was refused. The name that people refused. They said, look, Father, Son, Holy Ghost is okay. They refused Jesus. It's not okay, friend. It is not a name. 
David said, I've come to you in the name. This is the name. There is no other name. I won't get that. Uh, it's in Acts, the fourth chapter, I believe. Um, and I don't quite remember what verse 17 or around 20. Uh, I don't know what you're talking Or it about might to. be five. It might be chapter five. Okay, no, it's four. Chapter four. Um, chapter four. <laughs> My God. Look at verse 11. Actually, go back up to 10. Glory to God. Verse 10 here. Acts chapter 4 and verse 10. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It's that name, people. It is that name to God's people out there today. It's the name. The name is what we're fighting against. By the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, all right? Whom he crucified. Now, this is Peter talking. <laughs> Man, Peter understood some things. I thank God for choosing someone like Peter. The Bible tells us he wasn't a very intelligent person, not when it comes to man's wisdom. He couldn't tell. <laughs> I don't know if he was good at math. I don't know how good the man Peter could spell. See, some people would say, oh, man, he got a low IQ. That man's a dummy. But this man had knowledge and understanding of God. And that's all I care about. How well does this man know Christ? That's what I'm concerned with. Peter said, look, it's the name. You killed this man, all right? Whom God raised from the dead, mm -hmm. even by him does this man stand he said, here before you hold. That's the reason that this man is healed. See, when they came to the gate, when they came to the temple, they seen someone laying there. Now, this man looked at them. He was hoping that they gave on. Now, this man was hoping that they gave money to him. Peter said, look, I don't have any money. Silver and gold have I none. He said, I don't have that. But such as I have, look, rise up and walk. Because of that name, because of that name, all things are possible. Because of the name. He said, that's the reason this man is standing here, because of that name, all right? This is the stone. This is the stone. That's what I wanted to get to. It's the stone. The same five stones that David picked up. <laughs> It was the name, the name of Jesus, J-E-S-U-S. -S. You got to pick up that name at the water. Have you chosen Jesus? You have to choose. The Bible said David chose five stones. It's your choice today. Whether you get baptized in Jesus' name or not, it's your choice. Because, friend, I'm not sorry to tell you. I'm happy to tell you because I want you to get this thing right before you leave this earth. Father, Son, Holy Ghost baptism is not going to be enough for you. It is not going to be enough because the Bible continues to stress the name. David said, this is the stone, the same five stones that David, excuse me, Peter said, this is the stone. 
which was set at naught of you builders. He was the one that was rejected, which has become the head of the corner. That's Jesus, the stone, the same five that David picked up when he went to battle. And David told us, he said, look, I don't have the sword like you have. I don't have the things that you have, Goliath, but what I do have, such as I have, is the name. It's five letters. That's all I need. I need five letters, the name of Jesus. And Peter tells us now, he said, it is a stone, the name, all right? Neither is there salvation in any other. There is no salvation in Father, Son, Holy Ghost, saying those words, there's no name. He said, baptize in the name. We know what the name is. The name is Jesus. He said, there is no salvation in any other. All right. There is none, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. <laughs> there ain't no other way to be saved, friends, other than by baptism in the name. Again, Peter told us in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 21, he said, The like figure whereunto baptism doth now also save us. He said, It's salvation in that name. Being put down in the name of Jesus, it's salvation in that name. There is no other name under heaven. That you must be saved by. Ain't no other way. It's the name that's important. And so we see. The name. That David went there with. That name. Allowed him to fight. Goliath. It was the name that did that. David had no power of his own. We can't do anything without God. It was the stone that hit Goliath. That stone did it. We better go back and finish that up. It was the stone that did that. First uh, Samuel seventeen, and let's let's read verse forty-five again. Then said David to the Philistine, "Thou comest to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield." But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts. My goodness, this stuff, this gets so good to me. He said, I've come to you in the name. J-E-S-U-S. -S. He got the name of Jesus with him. He picked it up at the water. He chose this at the water. I, I, I like when people choose Christ. I don't like to force Christ on anybody. I like when people choose the name of Jesus at baptism. I don't want to force it on you. God likes when you choose him. He don't want to force you to follow him. Because that's not love, friends. God is love. I say it all the time. If I'm going to be in a marriage, I want my wife to choose me. I don't want me to force her to choose me. That's not a choice. When you force someone, that's not a choice. We have to willingly choose Jesus. That's what he's desiring today. A people that will choose to love him. 
So in verse 40, which we read earlier, it tells us David chose five smooth stones. He chose Jesus when he went to the water. And I'm praying that you would go to the water today and be baptized in the name of Jesus now for the remission of your sins. So David told Goliath he came in the name of the Lord. All right. The God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. Mm -hmm. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand. The Lord's going to do this. That name, the name is going to bring deliverance. God said in one place, with mine own arm have I brought salvation. Salvation is nothing but deliverance. That name, the name of Jesus, that name is going to bring deliverance. All right. And I will smite thee and take thine head and take thine head from thee. And I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth. Mm -hmm. And all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. All of Israel needs to know that the Lord Jesus, all power was given to him. Now, this man said he had. Excuse me. He had power in heaven and in earth. He had all power. He had to be the Lord Almighty. He had to be God. Because he had all power. No word can exceed the word all. He didn't have partial power. He had all power. Alright. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's. And he will give you into our hands. He's saving with that name because there is power in the name of Jesus. He's saving because of that name. All right. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. David went to meet Goliath. Mm -hmm. And David put his hand in his bag. And took thence a stone. He picked up that stone. He had to, he picked up the stone that he picked up from the brook. The stone that he chose from the water. Now again, Peter told us Jesus. He said Jesus is that stone that they rejected. That the Jews, they didn't want any part of. Somebody today is still rejecting the name of Jesus. Baptism. Somebody today is still refusing to choose Jesus. You have already said that he's your Lord and Savior. You've made that declaration. I've heard you say it. The preacher heard you say it. The secretary heard you say it when you paid your tithe. <laughs> Everybody heard you say it. But yet, you have still neglected to choose the name of the water. You have not chose his name at the water. Peter said that there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There's no other name. David showed us here what the name was. It was five letters, friend. But it was not time for it to be revealed. Peter then told us so many thousands of years away. He then came to tell us who that stone was all the way back over here in the book of Samuel. He said, look, this is the stone. The name is Jesus. 
of Nazareth, whom you are crucifying, somebody's crucifying him today, still rejecting what he said, still neglecting the name. So David put his hand in the bag and he picked up, he took out one stone. The Bible says God is one. Uh, Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. He's only one. He's only one. So when you talk about the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, I wish you, I wish we would all understand he's only one. David picked up five stones and magically they turned into one. <laughs> it's just like when you have a, a hand, it's five fingers and magically just like that. When you ball your thumb, your fingers up, it turns into one. That's what God is. He's one. But he can appear in so many different forms. God is one. He's only one God. So David, he reached in the bag. <laughs> and I, I like to think that he reached in that bag knowing he had put five stones in there. And somehow it was only one inside. <laughs> somehow it was only one inside the bag. But he put in five. And it only took him one. Because God is one. So he took out a stone. All right. And slang it. And slang it. <laughs> the name of Jesus coming straight at Goliath. All right. And smote the Philistine in his forehead. Mm -hmm. Let the stone sunk into his forehead. Now look at how powerful God is. Look at how powerful the name of Jesus is. See, at this name, every knee has to bow. It's the name. At this name, the devil flees from this name. The devil, he, look, he believes in that name and he trembles, the Bible says. It's the name. The, <laughs> I was talking to some, someone uh, one day about the name. And the devils inside of this person, they got to acting up. They started to yell and cry out because they didn't want to hear the name. It's about this name. So David threw the stone that he picked up. And it sunk into Goliath's head. Now, this is the power of the name. It can break barriers. The name brings healing, brings salvation. It's all about this name. Why would you not choose this name? Why would anyone reject the baptism in this name? There's so much power in this name. All right. And he fell upon his face to the earth. He fell. Who can withstand the name of Jesus? Goliath's knees had to buckle. He fell to the earth. The scripture was being fulfilled. He said, every knee is going to bow to this name. Goliath had to confess. He had to bow down to the name. He had to.
he couldn't stand before that name. So he fell upon his face, giving glory and honor to that name. All right. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone. With one stone, with one stone, he slayed a giant. We're talking about a child, a young boy. He wasn't even old enough yet to be a part of the army. And yet, because he had the name, he was able to overcome someone that everybody was afraid of. Nobody wanted a part of Goliath. The Bible tells us that he stood before them 40 days. He was out there telling somebody, come challenge me. I wish one of y'all would come out here. I got something for you. But little did he know the name was going to challenge him. He didn't see that coming. <laughs> he didn't see the stone coming. It was too late before he recognized the name. The word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. That word came to him. It's the name. The word was made flesh and we beheld his glory as of the glory of the only begotten of the Father. It's the name. The name of Jesus. It came too fast for him to recognize. So, read that verse again for me, Mel. So, David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone. All he needed was the name. Friend, that's all we need today. That's all we need. I'm about to wrap it up here. <laughs> all we need is the name, but you must go down in the water in that name. You must be baptized in his name. Jesus told you plainly. He said, look, don't get it twisted. Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must, you must do this. You have to choose his name. And his name, the name of the Lord, the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, that's Jesus. Jesus declared to us in the book of Revelation, he said, I am the first and the last. He's that name. When you think about Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, Jesus said, I am the first and the last. The one on the beginning and the ending. That's me. We already know the name of the son is Jesus. But there is confusion because the Bible is a mystery. There is confusion on who the father is and the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, it's me. It's only one Lord. That's the reason David put five in. But when he reached to grab, he said, it's only one in here. It's only one name. Don't get confused today, brothers and sisters. Sisters and brothers, it's only one name. And I'm praying that we would choose that name. It's your choice today. Do not be like the Jews and reject the name of Jesus. Do not be as so many of us today in the uh, religion of Christianity. We reject that name. We don't want to go to the water and pick up that name. We don't want to pick it up. But it's your choice today. It is your choice. So in my closing remarks, I pray you choose that name. God has been so good. He's been so gracious to us all. 
And if you will choose him, you'll see his power. David seen the power that day. David has seen the power before when he slayed the bear. He's seen the power before when the lion came against him. He's seen it. So, friend, I'm praying that you would choose that name and behold the glory of the Lord. I'll turn it back over to Melvin at this time. So you don't want to keep talking I'll turn over. it over. I'll turn. <laughs> but I began to feel good when the spirit of the Lord comes upon me to anoint me to preach this gospel. So <laughs> I can always keep talking because it's always things that God begins to show me. But today, I'm just praying that you would go to the water and choose Jesus. Back over to you, Melvin. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Man, like you said, there's so <laughs> much stuff that can be said just on this topic alone. And and even then, it's still just the, the tip of the iceberg. And I would just like to say, I know our messages are, are different from the majority of people. <laughs> We don't get on here asking for money. We don't get on here saying, this is your year. <laughs> twenty. What is it? 2020. <laughs> Treat yourself. 21st century. God is going to do this miraculous thing for you. Just hang on in there. It's your year. And we've been hearing that since <laughs> the beginning of time. And we still haven't had a year yet. But that's because of the Antichrist. And the Antichrist just means against God against the Christ and the devil is so smart because he knows the word of God he, he knows it and he knows what, how good it'll be for us if we actually start following he doesn't want that so what he does is he gets into our head have us to believe false doctrine mm -hmm. have us to <laughs> read the Bible and be confused when God is not the author of confusion the, t the problem is we don't put in enough time to actually study the Bible because it's not like a newspaper. Few, <laughs> few people said they read the Bible from start to beginning. I remember I was trying to talk to somebody one time and he kept getting upset with me. He was like, man, let's go back to the beginning. <laughs> Genesis 1. And uh, one, I'm like, man, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. It, it says here a little, there a little. And, <laughs> and that's my job. I'm, um, I'm an engineer. I'm a software developer, so I write a lot of code, and it's very similar to how the Bible is written. See, on one of the applications that I write, anybody can come and read that code. It's in plain English. They can read it, but it's written in such a way that it won't make sense. It won't make sense at the first glance. It's not until you actually put in time to see... <laughs> What this segment of code does and how it interacts with the other. Mm -hmm. And all of the time it's not on it's not right on top of each other. This line of code may not even interact interact with the line of code below it. It may be interacting with something that's in a whole different project. And that's how the Bible is. Well you see how we went to like six or seven different books and they all were saying the same thing. They all worked together and they were saying the exact same thing. Now, that has to be God because the Bible, yes, it was written by men, but with the influence of God. Because there is no way thousands of years apart, they're saying the exact same thing. 
It all goes back to the devil trying to deceive us. Now, it's sad because the majority of us that tr claim true Christianity, we don't want to get baptized. And then for the very few people that do want to get baptized, the majority of the, of the minority don't even do baptism the correct way. So it's really the minority of the minority. Is a percentage of a percentage that's already little. So we need to take time to go back into the book. Hosea 4 and 6, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge because we reject knowledge. We reject knowledge when we choose to go out and get drunk. When we choose to do anything that's against God. That's when we reject knowledge. And on Judgment Day, he's going to bring all that stuff back to, back to our remembrance. And everybody's going to um, come across a pastor that preaches the truth. Mm -hmm. Everybody is going to have a chance to hear the truth. So there will be no excuses. We will not have any excuses. We're going back to um, baptism. The majority of people that do get baptized, it is in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And that comes from Matthew 28 and 19. Jesus said, going to all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. So a lot of people repeat that verbatim, and he didn't say do that. If we take a look at that, name is, is singular there. What's the name of the Father? It's Jesus. What's the name of the Son? It's Jesus. We definitely don't have any, any qualms with that. We know the Son is Jesus. And, and what Tony mentioned earlier, what when Jesus said in Revelations, I'm the Alpha and Omega. I'm the first and the last. From the book of Genesis to Malachi, that was the first God reigned. Nobody but Jesus. Matthew to John. That's the son, him in the son role. And from Romans all the way to Revelations, that's the Holy Ghost. We got all three, but all three are one. And that's the name that we have to go pick up in the water. But a lot of people refuse the water. Mm-hmm. A lot of people love to quote John 3.16 and say that we don't have to do anything but believe and we'll be saved. It goes back to what I was talking about in like computer science and code. That's what it looks like. When you take deeper looks at it, you see, oh no, it's some stuff that I have to do. And just go back up a couple verses. We see one through five. The great man Nicodemus asked Jesus. And Jesus said, you must be born again of the water and of the spirit. And it's in so many different places. And, I, and I'll say it again. A lot of people go to the book of Romans and all the way to Revelations to try to prove their salvation. This is how I'm saved. In Romans, this, all it says I have to do is call upon the name of the Lord and I'll be saved. In Ephesians, it says we're not saved by our works. My friend, those are letters written to churches, already established churches, already had salvation. But to get salvation, we have to take it back to the book of Acts. Chapter 2 to be exact. And we'll see what we have to do. But um, I'm not going to say much more because there's always a lot to be said. And there's a lot of places that we could have gone that we didn't go to. But we'll be on here all night <laughs> and still wouldn't scratch the surface. So um, thank you for the comments, everybody. Mike didn't. Denise, Caleb, Melissa, Alexander, um, DS, and Lazithia. Thank you guys yep. for tuning in. Um, we hope you guys in, enjoyed it and actually got something out of it. And choosing to go into the water 
in the name of Jesus. In choosing, um, in Revelation, Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. He's not going to break in and steal the TV. <laughs> we have to choose to open that door and let him in. It's, it's a choice. So I pray that we all make the right choice. So again, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, thank you guys. We, we, and this is what we love, just spreading the word of God because it's not being spread at the rate that it should be. So again, thank you. And we're going to go ahead and wrap it up there. We see we don't have any questions. As always, we encourage to ask questions or comments, or even if you don't agree with something we say, we're more than happy to um, go to the scriptures. Okay, we see we do have a comment uh, from Esther. Should Christians practice meditation? Does the Bible mention meditation? It's a very good question. Uh, how you doing, uh, Esther? Uh, there is there is nothing wrong with uh, meditating upon the uh, word of God. We should always be praying, meditating, fasting. Um, so definitely, yes, we should be meditating on the word of God. Uh, thinking about uh, what it is that God is trying to tell us, because we actually can do that through study. By focusing upon the Lord, praying, that's, a, that's nothing but meditation. Praying, putting your mind on Christ. So definitely, yes, uh, definitely meditate, definitely study, pray, think about God. I mean, really, we should be, man ought to always pray, the Bible said. We should always be meditating upon the Lord. Because if we keep our minds stayed on him, he said he would keep us in perfect peace. And I know God can't lie. So definitely meditate on God, that is. <laughs> Not on all these other things. Because sometimes we, people will deceive us. And we'll get into all types of witchcraft. I mean, people will tell you you need cards and, <laughs> and rocks and all kind of stuff. And candles and all that stuff ain't necessary. That's just some deception that's in the world. Uh, but definitely uh, meditating on the Lord, thinking about who he is, thinking about scriptures. I mean, you read something you don't understand, ponder that scripture. Think about it. Man, what is he trying to tell me? What is he saying here? Why is God showing me this? Think about it and ask questions. Ask uh, people who have understanding of God. And like, like I said, and like he said, he'll keep you in perfect peace. So definitely we should be meditating night and day, praying night and day, thinking about God. I mean, this is a daily thing. It's not just a Sunday thing. Uh, it's not just a Wednesday thing um, or whatever day it is that you go to church, Saturday, it doesn't matter. Whatever day you go to church, it's not a one-time thing. I've seen... Uh, People, <laughs> I've seen so many people, and I want to say I've done it myself. I can't quite remember. I wouldn't be surprised if I did, though. But I've seen people on a Sunday morning, we rode to the church, listen to our Sunday best. <laughs> 
wearing the Sunday best and listening to the Sunday best too. I mean, you got all your good gospel going Sunday morning. And as soon as your feet touch that gas pedal, as soon as your hand turns that key, or if you got the push to start, I don't. it doesn't matter to me what you have. As soon as your car fires up and you leave the church premises, you back on your blues. You back listening to the Trey songs and whoever else you listening to. You back listening to that same mess that has gotten us into so much trouble with God. Well, I can say that I definitely <laughs> used to do that. <laughs> and the reason I said I don't know if I have is because sometimes, a lot of times, I just ride without my music. Uh, sometimes it, it depends, but I've seen people do this and I listen to a lot of this music. So I'm not saying I didn't listen to the music. I know I have, but when you come to church, we don't listen to that. We, I mean, unless you go into somewhere that's completely absurd, Which I would not be surprised, but we don't we don't listen to these things. Uh, going to church, we have some respect towards God, but everywhere else outside of church, and I've seen preachers doing this. Preachers say, "I don't see nothing wrong with this." <laughs> God help us. We want to serve two masters. So I said that to say this. The things we do for God, meditation, fasting, praying, just thinking of the goodness of the Lord, worshiping him. We should be doing that every day, all day. God said, I for I am holy. He said, you be holy. He said, for I am holy. We should be holy every single day. It's not just about one day or one time a week. I decide, well, this one time a week. I'm going to show God some attention. We should be showing him attention every day, reverencing God. So I, I thank you for the question. Uh, I hope I answered it. I hope you understood uh, what I'm trying to say. And definitely continue reaching out uh, because, like I said, it, it's good to do these things towards God daily. Paul told us in one place, he said, I die daily. We got to do this daily, thinking about the Lord giving in to what God wants and giving up what I want. This is a daily battle. It's not just a Sunday battle. It's not a Wednesday night battle. So I hope, uh, and I see you say you did, so thank you. Uh, thank you for asking, and, and feel free to ask more questions. Yep. Anyone, anyone who has a question, no, feel free. There is no time limit. Definitely feel free. Because this is important. It's important to understand God. Uh, actually, while we on it, go to, uh, because you, you did ask me for a verse. Uh, I think I wanted to go. We can go to Psalms, but I really thought I wanted to go to Joshua. Yeah, I do want to go to Joshua. Let's go to the book of Joshua. You asked for a verse, uh, and there's many verses we can look at. But uh, let's go to the book of Joshua, the first chapter, and uh, verse 8. Well, 
to introduce this, let's start at verse 1. All right, Joshua chapter 1 and verse 1. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun. Now, Joshua is the person that God is going to put in charge after Moses' death. A lot of people know about Moses, but we don't know about Joshua and what he did. So God has, cho has chosen Joshua to lead his people to the promised land because Moses never made it. Now, I want you to drop down to verse 8, and this will answer your question. Drop down to verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Now, we talking about the book, the scriptures. We know at that time they had the Old Testament. Now, we have the full revelation of Christ. We have old and new, and they all intertwine. Now, he said, this book, don't let this depart out of your mouth and out of the abundance of the mouth, excuse me, the heart, the mouth speaketh. So this needs to be in your heart. This book needs to be in your heart, all right? But thou shalt meditate therein, He's day and night. Meditate in this book. Stay in this book. This is what's going to keep you in perfect peace, this book. Because meditating on the word of God, his word is him. So this was his instruction to the leader of his people. He said, look, you need to stay in this book and keep the people focused on the book. That's why we put so much emphasis in going to this scripture over here, going to that scripture over there. Like Melvin was saying, precept must be upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. It's about connecting the dots in this book. So, it, yes, it's important to meditate day and night. I mean, there's other scriptures, but he tell now this is straight from God. He said, you need to be in this book day and night. All right. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. And that's what we were getting at today. Doing what God said do. He said be baptized in his name. In the name of Jesus. That's the reason we spent so much time in this book tonight. Meditating on what God said to us. So that we can not only observe it, but do it. Don't just look at it. So many times people do that. We just look at something and we don't actually do it. We think about it. Some people thinking about getting right, but they ain't going to actually do it. He said, observe to do all that Jesus began to do and teach. Jesus did something and he's expecting us to do something. We, we know, I, I guarantee you, you know someone out there who has been to church a lot. They go to church every week or used to at least, but they ain't doing what God said. They just observed. They just heard what the preacher said, but they won't do it. So God said, look, meditate in the book day and night, but not just observe, not just looking at it. Do it. All right. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And if you do it, if you meditate in this book, 
if you choose the name of Jesus at your baptism, if you go down in the precious name of Jesus, he's going to make your way prosperous. He's going to take care of you. He's going to make sure that the enemy cannot harm you. All right. And then thou shalt have great success. You'll have good success. You're going to do it. Good success. You're going to do it. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's good and great. So, so yes, definitely meditating on the Lord. Praying. Trying to understand. That's why I said trying to understand what's in this book. Because it's going to take some meditation. That's the reason so many of us are still in darkness. We don't meditate on the word. We read the word one time and we say, well, this is what it means to me. Right. We read our daily devotionals and that's it. <laughs> we said, this is what it means to me. But friend, that's not important. What's important is what it means to God. And so as a preacher, my job is to tell you what these scriptures mean to God, what God said these scriptures mean, not what Tony says these scriptures mean. Doesn't matter what Tony thinks. Not one bit. Tony can't put you into heaven. So we have to find out what God actually is saying and not actually what we want him to say. So again, to, to finish up on that question, Joshua, uh, God told the leader here, meditate, stay in the book. Day and night. Paul said, I die daily. This is a daily battle. Not just a Sunday's best. We got <laughs> preachers living like this. What a shame. God is not pleased with that. He said, James told us that we'll receive the greater condemnation. The preachers. Because God is expecting more out of you. But I'm, I'm done with that one. Uh, but definitely, um, if you have any more questions, definitely reach out to us. Uh, we take pleasure in uh, discussing the things of the Lord. Most definitely, most definitely. So I'll just give anybody else a few more minutes if they have any questions. Don't forget your... Uh, your phrase oh, today. I'm not, I'm not, because I yeah. didn't say it last week. <laughs> but, um, and that just reminds me, um, I just think about these preachers that put all the money, well, a lot of money into a big church building when the building itself is not the church. And Jesus dealt with this too. They were trying to show him all the big buildings that they built in his name and he said there's not going to be left a stone upon the other not a stone unturned but what troubles me is um, the preacher lives lavishly has the Rolls Royce the Bentley <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that if everybody in that church can have one we all should have the same things it shouldn't be any big eyes or little U's but that's, and that goes back to the devil deceiving us. 
And it talks about that, how people are going to flock and have itchy ears because that preacher is saying everything that they want to hear. You're an overcomer. You're going to do great things. God loves you. Basically, it's just a motivational speech. I mean, which that, I mean, it's true. God does love you. But the majority of churches today, they just, they read maybe one or two scriptures and then they proceed to have a motivational speech and then everybody ignores their sins. And we all think that we're saved. And what, what Tony said earlier, I'm not sad to tell you, I'm happy to tell you. Because we, we don't want to see any, any pairs. And God doesn't either. It's not his will that any should perish. But it says, Matthew 7, 13 and 14, most are going to be lost. But like I said earlier, most people that claim true Christianity... Most of them do not believe in the baptism. And for the little section that believes in baptism, most of that little section doesn't believe in baptism in the correct way. That is, in Jesus' name. And it just, Scripture cannot be broken. He said there's not anything I, nor Tony, nor you can do about it. He said that most people are going to be lost. But at everybody's funeral, especially with celebrities, especially... I'm not calling any names, but every time somebody dies, I always see a picture of them with their wings, with a halo on them. <laughs> they were supposed to get the wings while they were here. We we talked about that. Getting uh, your wings, we we my friends, we don't earn our wings after we die. We get our wings here on earth. When Jesus got baptized, a bird, bodily shaped like a dove, descended upon him. That was the Holy Spirit. And that's what getting our wings is, getting the Holy Spirit. And we get that when we're alive. So do you have the Holy Spirit? How do you know if you have the Holy Spirit? Take it to the scripture. We didn't get on that tonight, but it is also a requirement. The two things, baptism in Jesus' name in the water, and then getting the wings, getting the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and I rem I'm reminded of a video so if you have any questions please feel free to ask while i'm just rambling on but i reminded of a video it's of this guy of, of this preacher it was two preachers on a plane and one of them believed in the baptism of jesus name and the other believed in the baptism of the father and of the son and of the holy ghost and they were debating for about the two or three hour flight and so they needed to fill out these cards they said they had to put the city name, the state name, and the county name, and, and some other information. So the preacher that believed in baptism in the Jesus name, in Jesus name, he decided to do a little experiment. He was American, and I and I forgot what nationality the other guy was, but he, I don't think he was American. But the preacher that believed in baptism in Jesus name, he filled out that card, and for state, he put state. For county, he put county, like the word county. For city, he put the word city. And he showed it to the other preacher that believed in the in baptism of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And he looked he looked at the other preacher. He said, see, I told you all, y'all Americans ignorant. I told you. Little did he know he is talking about himself with baptism. By calling on the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. 
That's just as ignorant as putting down the word state for state. Oh, put Mississippi. The word city for city. Put Oxford. And the word county for county, that's Lafayette. It is the exact same thing with baptism. He, he and the preacher that believed in the baptism in Jesus' name, he was just trying to prove a point. And he actually did get through to the other preacher. And I'm so glad to hear that. And he said, man, I've been teaching my people wrong all these years. And that, I get so happy at that. When people humble themselves, because we all had to do it. Mm-hmm. We all had to. When people humble themselves, especially a preacher. And this was an elderly guy, I want to say in, around in his 50s, 50s or 60s. Now, you know they ain't trying to budge. They say, nope, this is what I've been teaching for the past 40, 50 years. I'm going to stick to it. But he humbled himself. He humbled himself. And he said he's going to tell his congregation about the baptism in Jesus' name because I was wrong. And so it's just like the state, county, and city thing. That's the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. But instead, it's just one name. The Father, that's Jesus. The Son, we know is Jesus. The Holy Ghost is Jesus. So when we go down in water, we talked about this Tuesday, an operation happens. But I won't get into all of that. But um, we definitely have to go down there and, and pick the name up. And I see we don't have any other questions. So I'm going to end it right there. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, We've been doing this for a year now, and we just plan to keep spreading the word of God. We greatly appreciate you guys for tuning in week in and week out. And we always like to remind you guys that we're uploading this to all major podcast platforms. I'm pretty sure some people have come over to the live stream from the from just listening to the podcast. So we we definitely appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much. And this will be uploaded shortly after we go off the air. And I'm not going to forget this time to say my <laughs> slogan cuz I forgot last week. Uh, and that's to say keep it up. We definitely will. So trust in the Lord always. Rejoice in all things, count it all joy because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. I love it. So uh, I'm going to end it right there. We pray you guys have a blessed, safe, dry, and warm weekend because the temperature definitely dropping out here. Well, it depends on where you are. But um, we definitely, no matter where you are, we pray that your weekend is safe. And we'll see you guys next Thursday. We'll be back to take another deep, deep dive into the Bible while only still scratching the surface. And we um, plan to have another great topic for you next Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. So again, thank you for listening. And we'll see you guys next Thursday. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks, who brings the word every week. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You should tune in and ask questions or just tell us how you're doing. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic. Rejoice in the Lord always.